It's time for Talking Tauntauns! Your Star Wars source at AIPTcomics.com Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Talking Tauntauns. It's been a little while and we are all still in quarantine, still in lockdown. Uh, Yeah, it's starting to weigh on me, I'll say that. Um, I'm getting pretty sick of it. I, I... Played, um, do you, are you guys familiar with Jackbox games? Uh, the trivia games? Uh, there's trivia, but it's, it's a lot more than that. Um, that's actually like only, I don't think I actually played any trivia games the last time we did it, but, um, anyways, there's, there's, uh, they do like party packs. You'll, you can buy like five games for like 20 bucks. Um, and they're really fun. There's one called Drawful where um, everyone's assigned some totally obscure thing and they have to draw it and you have to guess what it is. Um, There's a t-shirt designing one. There's a rap battle one. There's an invention one. They're all like very odd and it's um, depending on who your friends are with mine, it always degrades into like horrible depravity. Um, So it's a lot of fun, but (laughs) Discord um, has a broadcast feature. So my friend set up the game on his computer and broadcast within Discord, which shows his computer screen. And then all of us got on a Zoom call on our mobile devices um, so we could see and talk to each other while we played. And it was actually really fun. Well, that's good. Yeah. So at least trying to keep in contact with people. Yeah, that was Friday and I definitely needed it. I'm definitely really starting to miss people. I don't know about you guys. Oh, 100%. That's why uh, this morning I had like a rough week mentally just where I was, couldn't, wasn't handling all this well. But uh, went, went out, drove it to my dad's and him and I went on a hike, which was really, really awesome, really needed. And then sat in his backyard and literally like six feet away from each other and just kind of hung out for a little bit. So that was awesome. Uh, definitely needed the uh, the interaction and all that. So just... Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely feeling uh, feeling the same as you, JJ. Where it's kind of like, all right, I'm I'm sick of this. I just want to go places. Want to go places <laughs> that fear. <laughs> yeah, without feeling scared or bad about it. I did go on a three hour drive up and down the coast yesterday, and that oh, was great. Uh, that's pretty I hear awesome. three hour tours are not good. <laughs> on land is safe. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't leave my car. I just like hopped in my car, drove up the coast, and. It was nice. And then coming back down, um, I accidentally, I almost accidentally drove into Mexico, which would have been uh, really bad. Thank I God have to ask, Connor, as the resident young guy, did you get Jim's three-hour tour reference? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was judging me for leaving my house for that long. No, so that's from a show called Gilligan's Island. Oh, from the theme song, the three-hour yeah. tour. Okay, okay, yeah. That went right over my head. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the stuff right there. That's the stuff. <laughs> oh. we're, we're all showing our ages. Yeah, my, my fiance and I went for a nice hour walk in a nature area today. They closed all the ones that we like to go to, including this one, but there's a dirt road that you can park in uh, nearby that we were able to get a spot in and walk through. And it was nice. It was beautiful out. Uh, it was around 60 here in Massachusetts. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, we definitely needed the fresh air and just to get out. But like you were saying, Jim, like 
this is in an area that uh, has like two or three bars and restaurants that we love right by the water. So we were driving back and we were just like, man, what we wouldn't give just to like go sit down and have a nice cold beer and just relax. Just go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because like we can have, have nice cold beers at home, but it's, you know, we want to, like you said, we want to go somewhere. It's not the see same. See other humans and not be afraid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny, actually, when I was on that drive yesterday, I drove, so I'm in San Diego, I drove, you know, about an hour and a half north, um, and I was like 20 minutes from Anaheim, and I thought about it, I was like, you know what, I might just go, I might go into Anaheim, drive around the Disneyland area, maybe that'll make me feel better, get a little bit of that Disney magic feeling. Uh, no, it won't. I decided against it, cause, yeah, I, I didn't do it, because I'm like, you know what, that's actually going to be really sad, because it's going to be empty. And it's going to be depressing. And all it's going to want to make me do is go to Galaxy's Edge, and I can't. Uh, anyway. So. Star Wars. I guess we should talk about Star Wars. Um, yeah, so. I, you know what? Before we get into the news and our agenda here, we have all these notes and things to talk about. Uh, we have recommendations. We have Clone Wars to discuss. Something that just occurred to me off the top of my head that I figured I'd throw it out there to you guys besides the Clone Wars which we're going to talk about um what are you what are you doing for Star Wars right now um well aside from the new season I'm catching up on the Clone Wars for the first time I'm almost done uh I'm on season six episode five I want to say um and I've loved the past two seasons the first couple seasons are rough other than that, I've just been playing a ton of Battlefront. Like, almost exclusively not playing any other games, just playing Battlefront 2 right now. So, been uh, really getting into that. There's What sucks, there's no new Star Wars comics to read. Like, luckily I, I got Star Wars uh, Bounty Hunters number 2 today, so I get to read that. But it, that's the, the biggest bummer, is I don't have the new comic books. But mostly just playing Battlefront. Been really getting into that. So, as longtime listeners probably are aware, I am in a... Com- perpetual state of home remodeling um finally i have my literally uh, the entire span of this podcast (laughs) uh i finally got my my new office started to be set up i got um cabinets and shelves installed i got my desk installed and i'm currently at for the my new desk for the first podcast and i can slowly start putting my stuff back and so that is that is my star wars activity is going through and cleaning out my stuff and uh, uh, there, there will be things that are given away and sold, and then uh, better things that are kept. I uh, decided to order some shelves finally for a lot of the Star Wars memorabilia that's on bookshelves, like uh, desperately trying to not get pushed off by books. So it'll have its own shelves finally on my walls. Um, and I also just read Screaming Citadel. I was just randomly in my office uh, with my little couch and I had finished playing up a video game. I was like, I want to read a comic. And I just went over to the Star Wars books and just kind of went like this and landed on Screaming Citadel. Did you guys ever read that? I did, yeah. When it, uh, That's the Star Wars and Dr. Aphra crossover, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great, oh. man. Very, it's... very gothic. Very creepy. Yeah. And uh, quoted on the cover. Woohoo! Yeah. You, you yeah. specifically? Yeah, I did not nice. remember that until I pulled it out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I wrote that. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, uh, that's that's uh, one thing I'm still after. I've I, I've been quoted on like three covers, but no Star Wars covers. 
So I I was doing uh like three Star Wars series reviews at one point. Um so I've got like three or four not all covers. I've I think I've one cover and then three um back covers. But still it's um it's pretty surreal and pretty damn cool. Even if it doesn't say my name, the fact that it says AIPT is pretty cool. I I've been quoted on a lot of things after I write on the cover. It's usually <laughs> and silver sharpie. <laughs> Don't read this uh. again. <laughs> <laughs> This one's not too bad. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, All right. Anyway. Let's talk about some news. Uh, so there's some cool stuff going on. Um, Disney released a press release announcing that uh, the Clone Wars final season finale is not going to take place on the original date that it was supposed to take place. Um, they have bumped it up, excuse me, to coincide uh, with May the 4th, which is, I think, pretty appropriate. And uh, it's and it just makes it more fun. I'm still not sure what we're going to do on the site for that day. I've been thinking about some, some little things that we could do, but it's just fun, and people need fun right now. So I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I like that. That's just another thing to, to celebrate uh, on that day. It's going to be really bittersweet, that's for sure, to have the, the Clone Wars have its finale on uh, May the 4th. That's going to be a bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. And like you said, JJ, everyone needs needs a little fun, needs some pick-me-ups right now. So I think it's a good move on Disney's part. Yeah, it's two short weeks away. That's oh, so close. And so on close. top of that, we have a new eight episode series to watch essentially uh disney gallery the mandalorian so john favreau and cast and crew are basically taking us through um a behind the scenes super detailed look it's eight episodes i don't think it says how long they are but still eight episodes round tables um longer than the series yeah probably (laughs) Uh, but man, that's so cool. I'm I'm excited for the props and the costumes. I always like looking at how they create a lot of these costumes and props um, and like the animatronics and stuff like that. Like I watched, I was just falling down some YouTube hole the other day and um, I landed on a, um, what the heck is the, uh, the new Alien movies, not Covenant, uh, the first one, the newest Prometheus. One. Yes. And it was showing how they made all the puppets for the crazy face hugger thing, like the new face hugger things in that. And it was so cool. Um, so I'm hoping for that sort of thing. I want to like what Jim pointed out. I'm just interested eight, that, eight episodes. That's a, that's a lot. Like, so I wonder how long they're going to be. Cause if they're like, it might end up being the same length as the show. So I just wonder how much, how much they're going to have to talk about, you know? I mean, I think it's going to be really rad and I'm, obviously gonna watch the the hell out of it but that's i've just that was the biggest shock to me i'm like wow eight ups an eight episode documentary on a eight episode series is that's a lot of behind the scenes footage i I was wondering if it was a uh a previous series like kind of like um behind the magic sort of thing like where they they have different 
uh, different focuses, but it seems like it says a series premiere. So I don't know if it's series premiere of the, the Mandalorian or series premiere of this Disney gallery thing to kind of get an estimate of how long the episodes are. Cause I would think like after eight episodes, maybe they're like five minutes each or something, something that you would find on like on what's it called? Like Instagram or something. I don't know. Um, what, a few things that are in, that's interesting here is um, this this happens three days after the Mandalorian wraps in the UK, France, Italy, uh, Germany, Spain, and a few other spots. So it's it's kind of crazy that that's just airing over there right now. Imagine having to wait that long. I know there's 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 an, uh, another Star Wars podcast I follow that's in the UK. Um, and they are like a couple weeks ago. They were like, "Oh, finally, the Mandalorian's available." And I was like, "What are they talking?" Oh, yeah, they're in the UK. They're just getting this, so, and they're still getting it weekly too, instead of like I the know. full drop. It's, that's just cruel. That's got to be rough. Could you imagine being in the UK and just being like, "I don't. What is with this Baby Yoda thing? I don't get oh, it." Oh yeah, it's totally going got on. Spoiled for him. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst. But I mean, it is cool that they get to go right from finishing the series to watching the documentary. I think that's rad. That's true, and and I actually don't think it's going to be super super short because if you think about all that goes into making a series like that, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than there is in front of the camera. Plus, with I mean, interviews. Like I think about. Um, and obviously this is a hugely different scenario um but i can't help but think about the extras for um lord of the rings there was like i don't know like 30 plus hours of extra material for that and it was all incredible if you've never watched it um it's unbelievable how good it is so many cool stories and and things that you never would have known came out of the extras for lord of the rings um, and it's Disney and it's John Favreau. Uh, so I'm, I have high expectations. I'm a big John Favreau guy at this point. He, he, he hasn't let me down in a while. I don't know if John Favreau's ever let me down. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I don't want to look up like how he could have, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he just... never came to my birthday after the invite. I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> it's, it's still, it still stinks. He had a bar mitzvah that day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Pre Vizsla was kind of an a hole, so I guess we could blame John Favreau for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think of too like the the documentaries they always release with the uh, the DVDs and the Blu-rays of uh, the recent movie releases that are they're usually feature length. Uh, like I haven't watched the Rise of Skywalker one yet. But that one, it's a, it's a feature-length documentary. It's a full 90 minutes. So I would assume that these are probably going to be like, I would guess like 15 minutes to a half an hour episodes, which would be cool. I'll, like I said, it's, it's more at the end of the day, it's more Star Wars. And that's that's never a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is a totally off topic for Star Wars, but have you guys seen um, John Favreau's cooking show? I have. I love it. It's great. I've, I've heard about it. I haven't. I haven't actually watched it. They they do an episode with um, on Skywalker Ranch with Dave Filoni, and it turns out Dave Filoni is a uh, he's an awkward dude. He's a very there's a reason why he is behind the camera, not in front of the camera. Yeah, he but, is an <laughs> awkward dude. Uh, well, he got in front of the camera in the Mandalorian, actually. Yeah, it's true. He pil- he pilots an X wing. You will recall. 
<laughs> I don't know how much of that is in front of the camera when you have the green screen like literally surrounding you. <laughs> Dude, I don't I mean, I would kill to be an X-Wing pilot even if it's in front of a green screen. I don't care. Um put me in Star Wars canon, please. But yeah, a uh, quick segue. I have to give John Favreau a little bit more props now that we're talking about him. Uh Have you guys seen Chef? Um no, but I do know that Chef inspired his cooking show. Yes, it did. So I highly recommend it. My girlfriend, excuse me, I keep calling her girlfriend, which everyone, including you two, tells me to call her the fiance. There, there so, you go. So I'm correcting myself. But I'm just going to say this last thing, and then we'll move on from it. Um, she kept bugging me and bugging me to watch it. We watched it. It's just a delightful film, and especially for how down everyone's feeling right now. And this goes for you, uh, those of you that are listening. This film will cheer you up and make you happy. It's just a really great film there's nothing awful or sad in it it's just fun and makes you smile watch it okay let's talk about some casting announcements oh man this this i'm actually stoked about um so cassian andor's series we don't know when it's coming right uh from what i heard it actually got bumped uh, or maybe not bumped up but kenobi got bumped so far back that this may be the next thing that we get yeah, I want to say this is 2021. Yeah, so this is going to be before... Well. well, no, isn't Mandalorian Season 2 in the fall? Yes. Oh, yeah. So this will be the first new series we get. Okay. Okay. Um, so Stellan Skarsgård and Kyle Solar. So I don't know who Kyle Solar is. Do you guys? I'm looking at his picture. He looks really familiar, but I can't place him. Um, I am a huge fan of Stellan Skarsgård. I don't know about you guys, but oh yeah, um, he is awesome. And this is cool because he's in something coming out in December that I am incredibly excited for. Uh, um, Dennis Villeneuve's um, Dune adaptation, which uh. is going to be a two parts. Um, he's playing the Baron. Vladimir Harkonnen and that's one of my favorite characters from science fiction and um, I'm a huge fan of the actor I think he's gonna kill it so the fact that he's in Cassian Andor I don't care what he's playing I'm stoked about that I hope it's something important yeah he's definitely the type of character that I could see or type of actor you know there's there's certain actors you you hear their name like you hear like if you hear like a Brad Pitt you're like well he's definitely gonna play the good guy like there's almost zero chance he's playing the bad guy but like a guy like Stellan Skarsgård it's like you know what he could be either way like i could see him being a really awesome like rebel captain who is helping cassian andor like form his his spy ring but i could also see him be like a total hard-ass imperial enforcer or something like that uh but either way i mean he's an awesome actor he's got a great track record um it's kind of funny he is now now that he's joining cassian andor he is now in both of disney's mega franchises because he was in the mcu um, in all the Thor movies, and he's in Avengers, and now he's in Star Wars. So, just good for him because now he's he's been in two biggest franchises of all time. What are you guys thinking, Rebel, Imperial, or something else? I'd go Imperial. What if he's? Uh, I mean, like, what if he's just something crazy? Like, I don't know. He's like some CGI, ugly slug-looking bartender that Cassian Andor runs into all the time. And he's just this, like, nasty, gross-looking creature. We never actually... Like, you don't actually notice it's him until you get to the credits. You're like, oh my god, that's Slug. That was Stellan Skarsgård. 
Are you thinking about, like, is Nick Nolte inspiring you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except we all knew it was Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah, I, I, something like that. I think that would be, that would be pretty fun. I just, I don't know, realistically, could you see Stellan Skarsgård being like, hell yeah, man, make me a slug? Uh, I don't know. If, if they put me in Star Wars and said, make me a, we're making you a slug, I'd be like, yeah. oh, oops. <laughs> oh, Oh, mark the time. <laughs> 22 minutes in. <laughs> oh, sorry. JJ oh. said a bad word. Jim's got to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I Like I said, I could see him go either way. Um, so, I, regardless, it's it's just... it's a, Obviously, he's an extremely high-caliber actor. So, it's, it's just good to see that they're... It's not really surprising, but it's just... It's reassuring to know that, like, okay, we're getting some, like, top-tier talent involved in this show. Yeah. I mean, Diego Luna's great. Alan Tyduck's going to be back as K2SO. I love K2SO. I thought he was so good. Uh, he might be one of my favorite droids. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is gonna, this is going to be really cool. So what do you guys think? Mandalorian Season 2 or... Uh, Cassie and Andor's unnamed series. Which of those two series do we have a better chance of seeing Doctor Aphra in? Probably, I would go with the Mandalorian based just on time frame because uh, Cassie and Andor, she's she's young um, back mm-hmm. at that that time. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say too. Is we don't have specific details on the Cassie and Andor series yet, but in this casting news, they also announced a little bit of details that this will take in, take place in the early days of the rebellion. And like Jim just said, I, that would put, that would put Afra as a teenager. She'd be pretty young. So yeah, I would guess, I would guess we'd have a better chance of seeing an old, uh, old lady Afra in the Mandalorian. Um, not really old lady. She would be in her thirties probably, but thank you. Uh, 26. I'm 26, Jim. Anything over 30 is old to me. <laughs> Man, imagine if we got Afra and Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two. It would be the best. I'm still not convinced we're getting Ahsoka. God, I hope so. After this, I've, like we're gonna get into it in a, in a few minutes about this latest episode of the Clone Wars. But with how much this Clone Wars season is focusing on Ahsoka. I feel like they're just priming her for a bigger debut and for her to be a huge, like a huge part of, of Disney plus moving forward. Yeah, we're going to get to it, but, uh, I have to agree with you. She's just, she's one of the few characters right now in star Wars, um, that I feel like there's, there's nothing really polarizing about her, about her. There's no real controversy. There's no real disagreements. I feel like everyone is just like, yeah, Soka's awesome. And with Star Wars fans today, you don't see that too much. Um, everybody's got like a, a hill to die on with somebody, but with her, it's just like, yeah, she's great. Yeah, it's good to have a consensus. All right. Um, Connor, I think it's only proper that you bring us into our next piece of news here. Yeah, so this is uh, a little bit of a bummer. Um, but as I mentioned, I've been playing a ton of Star Wars Battlefront 2 lately, uh, and the latest update for the Battle of Scarif has actually, unfortunately, been delayed until mid-April. Uh, there weren't any details released as to why this delay happened, but I think it's kind of safe to guess that it might have to do with, with all the developers having to work from home and not being able to 
crank out work as as often. Um, so it's a bit of a bummer, but you know we're we're still gonna get it. I know there's people on there's like those gamer YouTube channels who are like, oh, that's it. This is the end of Battlefront Two. They're gonna cancel the game. It's like, well, first of all, it's a it's already released. They can't cancel the game. Like, what are they just gonna shut down the servers? Uh, that would be stupid. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. But I I'm super excited. But something I wanted to ask you guys about because. Um, what this is, is this update is going to bring their new game mode, uh, Supremacy into the Age of Rebellion. They've had, uh, Supremacy for the, um, Age of the Republic. They did Supremacy for the Age of Resistance, and this is going to be the Supremacy mode for Age of the Republic. But I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was, I, I like the Battle of Scarif in Rogue One. Rogue One is my third favorite Star Wars movie. I absolutely adore. Sorry, really quick. Do you mean Age of the Empire? No, they call like it's the same. Maybe they did the, those comics where they had Age of Rebellion or Age of Republic. Oh, I see. I see. It, Sorry. It's the same. Continue. Yeah, they're naming it the same way. But as much as I love the Battle of Scarif, does, do you guys think that's like that should be the battle they use to represent that time period? Um, for like the Empire, just in in general, as that to be like the flagship uh, gameplay map for that. Time I don't period. know. I mean, from a story perspective, I'm not sure. It is pretty important. Um, I feel like it's not as famous because Rogue One is not, you know, part of the Oot, uh, the original trilogy there. But when you think about it, Scarif was pretty incredible. You had the Rebel Alliance fighting um, above the shield, trying to take the shield down. You had the Hammerhead carriers pushing two Star Destroyers apart. You had Vader showing up at the end and capturing and killing Admiral Raddus. You had uh, Blue Squadron going out in a flame of glory above the jungles of Scarif. You had um, Rebel shock troopers fighting from um, like gunboats and on the ground taking out ATATs. Like it, it was a pretty good battle. Like that that whole battle scene is is one of my favorite parts of that movie. I don't think it has um, like the nostalgia and the and the um, it's not as sentimental to people, but just looking at how cool the battle is, it's not a bad choice. Yeah, so I've I've never actually played the Battlefront two battles. I've only did the the story mode, and that was about it. Gasp. Um. So yeah, that it's I just don't like um online play. I like story games, and I still haven't finished uh um of the recent one. It's slipping my mind. Jedi Fallen um, Order. For Fallen Order, yeah. So with all my free time now um, that I'm homeschooling and working from home and home remodeling, um, it just hasn't happened. But if you're thinking, looking at all the the battles during this, uh, basically the OT, uh, Scarif was pretty good. Your other choices, the Battle of Yavin, there's not much really battling. Like there's not that many ships in there. Uh, you have Hoth, which would probably be the big one that most people would expect, but that's also been overplayed, whereas the Battle of Scarif, I don't even think we've ever actually gotten in a video game before. That's a really good point about Hoth. They had, so in the first Battlefront, I think the final update was the, they had the Battle of Scarif update, but by then I'd stopped playing the game, so I actually, I never played that version. And they had uh, Jyn Erso was the playable character. Yeah, and then you have also the, Battle of Endor, which also has been overplayed by the video games. So I think Scarif, of all the, the battles that you could pick, Scarif would probably be the least overplayed by this point. Yeah, the only other one I was thinking of as an option 
would be you could have the Battle of Jakku. Uh, that, like that the, would be the, good. The too. final battle, though, Jakku is one of the maps for the Age of Resistance version. But I think you could open it up and have like you just are fighting in the pure like desert wastelands of of Jakku. I think that would be fun. But uh, I mean, either way, even though this got delayed, it, that's a bummer. But I am super excited. Uh, I think you guys both just sold me on why Scarif is the right choice. And plus, like, I'm I'm all for any Rogue One love. And uh, that I think this will, will uh, inspire additional Rogue One love. So I'm, I'm all for that. And uh, on the first point you said there, I think it's 100% work from home. Uh, Amazon's upcoming MMO was delayed for exactly that reason. And that's... Uh, quite the effort as well and um there's some other game that i'm trying to think of in this moment i'm blanking on but there's been a number of games recently and and they've all been very upfront about it it's just uh work from home from a, a game uh development standpoint is extremely challenging because it's such a collaborative effort so um uh, makes sense to me there's there's people on the stars battlefront 2 reddit like complaining like oh how how they not finished this yet they're, i mean they're all still working they're just working from home and it's like do you think they have the same level of like, just like not even just like the camaraderie and the the creative um, community at home, but just like the actual technical, um, like the, the 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 necessary computers to do that at home? Like the computers they're going to have in their offices are much better and much more equipped to design on oh, a yeah. quicker pace than they will have at home. So, like I said, it's a bummer, completely understandable, but I'm still looking forward to it nonetheless. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Clone Wars. So uh, we left off with episode six, and since then we have watched uh, seven, eight, and nine. So uh, seven and eight closed out um, Ahsoka's arc with Trace and Rafa. Martez, the Martez sisters, and episode nine begins uh, the siege of Mandalore, which we've been waiting for since this season started. We've been waiting for since um, the Mandalorian, since they mentioned it in that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's it's been waiting a lot longer than that. Like people have known about the siege of Mandalore since. Uh, the end of season five like it's been hinted at for a very long time i should say um the i i guess i should say the hype i feel like around it um and the anticipation has been since the mandalorian because I, I believe there was um it was revealed prior to that in the um san diego panels that that was going to be part of clone wars if i'm not mistaken uh but yeah either way so we got um the pike syndicate with uh trace dumb dumb spice delivery girl and uh yeah let's talk a little bit about how this all resolved itself all right uh, well <laughs> i do i do have a comment because one of my biggest things is i couldn't figure out what the time period of these episodes were and i did actually find out uh they if, if you take the fact that um Anakin is in the, the the episode and he's at Coruscant. It has to take place before the Bad Batch. And it's pretty much the 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 most they're probably going to lock it down. Is it takes place before the Bad Batch and it takes place significantly before uh, the Siege of Mandalore. 
because I get the feeling that she's been there a while and all the outer rim sieges are all done. Yep, it's a good point. It, it, that th- that was a, a little weird, knowing that, like, wh- why didn't... why? I guess it's, like, t- classic Star Wars, where, like, rather than tell tell it chronologically, why not just break it up and say, like, okay, so these first four episodes take place actually uh, after the next four episodes. Like, that's just classic Star Wars to not be simple. Um, but, yeah, these... Uh, here's how I feel about these last two episodes uh, about Trace and Rafa. Um, I watched them each once. I remember there was a prison escape and some Mandalorians were watching them. That's it. That's all I remember. It was there very were, forgettable. There were two prison escapes. Sorry, yeah, there were back-to-back prison <laughs> yeah. escapes. That's what I didn't like about the third episode uh, of that arc is that you ended or you started the episode, they're all in prison. You ended the episode, they're all in prison. You got nowhere from the beginning to the end of the episode. All it, was, all it did was create a little bit of, it, it created additional conflict between Ahsoka and uh, Rafa. Yes. And like, I think the strongest thing about that, that arc was the fact of how well it does tie into the next arc and that they were seeding um, the Mandalorians kind of watching her and they seated Maul. And that, like, that was easily the best part of the episode. The, the in the last episode where Maul is kind of looking around on the hologram, going, "There's something going on here." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the cool part was the reveal of Maul. Yeah, that was really the only part that I particularly enjoyed. I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, Ahsoka like sneaking around and kicking ass and using her powers. Um, and, you know, to be fair, there was character development for the Martez sisters and their tragedy that involved the Jedi, despite the fact that it clearly um, wasn't the Jedi's fault whatsoever. And it was, um, you know, they saved a lot more people. And I get it. Like, it's their parents, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't uh, what I necessarily thought it would be. It, I just feel like the show can't really decide how to use these sisters, like... They're bickering um, and not trusting Ahsoka, and then they're trusting her. They're bickering, and then they're uh, not trusting her. It's like uh, Rafa goes around in a circle with Ahsoka. Trace goes from being like a complete hapless dope whose only redeeming skills are her mechanical and and pilot skills to somehow taking down uh, like like half a dozen pike gangsters on her own which I thought was very odd. And then the um, the consigliere there for um, the the head of the Pikes crime syndicate is, is just like the only one who's being logical about it. He's like, why don't we just kill them? Like they're clearly <laughs> more trouble than they're worth. They're lying to us. Like, how are you being, how are you being fooled by these people for like the fourth time in a row here? Yeah, that was that was one thing at the end of the episode when they got to the I think it was the third episode or fourth episode whatever when they got to like the deal they made. I had the same thought. I'm like, wouldn't it be just way easier for the Pikes to kill them? It does not make sense for them to make a deal with Ahsoka. Just kill them and go get the spice yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I just want to say the one, the one thing I, I did really like besides Ahsoka was. The dogfight chase at the end there, um, when they were headed out of orbit, and the pikes were chasing them in their uh, starships. Yeah, 
I'd say these two, the last two episodes were by far better than the first two. And I think, I feel like the, the, of the four episodes, they kept getting better with each episode. Not my That's favorite, true. Yeah, definitely. But, they, but they did get better and they got more enjoyable and they got, uh, um, characters got less obnoxious. Although I did, you're right. The whole not trusting Ahsoka, like us on our end, like clearly we trust Ahsoka, like as the audience and it got old. By the fourth episode, like they're not still not trusting Ahsoka. It's like, what has she done to to you guys to show that she is not trustworthy? She hasn't done anything, like until the fact that they find out she's a Jedi. At that point, you can go, okay, you're not trustworthy. But she hadn't done anything to, before then to prove that she was untrustworthy. Yeah, that I think I think you were right too. That did they got better each time, uh, and I 100 percent agree with that. They were definitely much stronger. But yeah, that that whole it just got it got old by the end of it, and then you you'd almost think like, oh, don't worry, she's a Jedi, we can trust her a little bit more, would make sense. Because I, I agree with JJ, I think their whole reasoning for like we don't trust Jedi anymore, I think it was a little thin. So ultimately, when this when this arc wrapped up, I didn't hate it. I thought it was it was okay, but I, it just had me asking like, why did we why did we need this stopgap to get to the siege of Mandalore? Like, I understand that they showed the Mandalorians looking after Ahsoka and following her, but I think there could have been a faster and a just, yeah, just a faster way to do that without having to drag out these four episodes. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have to imagine they have bigger plans for the Martez six sisters, because um, otherwise, what what were we doing with them for four episodes? And it, for me, with them, people, you know, there's a famous saying, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. For me and the Martez sisters, it was the destination. By the end, when we finally said our goodbyes, I was like, okay, they're developed characters. Um, they finally <laughs> like have set opinions seemingly on Ahsoka. Um, like I understand Rafa's motivations for what she's done. Her decisions, just like Trace's, um, don't make the most sense to me. But I was fine with them when, when we ended, so... When we got to the finish line with the Martez sisters, I was like, okay, I'd be fine seeing you guys again. Um, I'm just hoping it's um, in far different circumstances where we don't see you go around in a circle um, for four episodes. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'll take what I can get here. Um, yeah, episode nine. Let's talk about what. Oh, what, boy. Yeah. It, it's so good. Like, Old friends not forgotten. It, it, yeah, I, where do where do we even start? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, did anyone? I saw Nick put the joke in his review of this episode. Did anyone have they fly now going through their heads uh, at points of this episode? I did. I did. There's a lot of callbacks that they fly now was one of them. Um, I had the what am I going to do? Stand up against the whole first order with just a laser sword. When Anakin's on the bridge at the beginning, uh, going through my head, it, it felt like a lot of callbacks were in this episode. Yeah, there was the fulcrum throwback too, um, of finding out Ahsoka took her fulcrum call sign from Sagarera. Oh, I didn't even connect that. I did. I thought that they said fulcrum, and he's like, "What Sagarera's?" I didn't even catch that. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, plus, one thing that I liked. Uh, a lot about this was something we've talked about with most of these episodes is the cinematic presentation 
presentation of every episode. But I like how they started this one off with like the like it felt like the start of a movie, not of a show. And I thought that was fantastic and really that that really allowed the show to like you you start the episode and as soon as it starts with the you know with the music and the and the the big embla- uh, emblazoned logo. It lets you know, like, oh, this is whatever you're about to watch is going to be epic. Like, it, this is going to rival the movies, and it did. And in in like the opening fight scene on that bridge is awesome and super exciting. It just it blew me away. Every second of this episode was insane. How good it was. The 501st uh, coming up on jetpacks from hiding under the bridge, involving R2D2 shenanigans. Oh, man, the whole thing was great. And Anakin. It just, he was just like so like clever and um, kind of out of character because his whole thing is like, I'm going to just drop in and start swinging my lightsaber. He was so clever in the moment. Like it just made me like love the Jedi Anakin Skywalker. Um, There was no hint of like darkness in any of his action. You know, it was just like one of those moments where it's just like, man, he's such a, he's so cool. He's such an, like, here's the hero of legend from the Clone Wars. Um, like I just loved that whole scene. Just such a glimpse of what he could have been. Yeah. And I, there was just so many of those moments in this episode. Um, just so many like feel good moments with him and just showing like how much he cared about Ahsoka and just like how thoughtful he was to take care of her lightsabers and tune them up for her, how he, how much he cared about his, his troops. Like it just kind of made me, uh, sad for what's coming, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they definitely had this whole episode like tuned to eleven. Like, I do not remember the last time I got goosebumps watching the Clone Wars, and at least twice during this episode, like, I I, I was full on goosebumps. One of them, um, I don't remember the, the oh when they their crash landing and uh, Ahsoka landed and the ship landed behind her and exploded. <laughs> like, just the, the visuals of the episode were like perfect. They they. They they wrapped up um they they wrapped up pretty much like the Clone Wars uh running into Episode Three now and so we have all that storytelling tying in with the movies even stronger than where they were before so we know exactly what's going on where it's going on and like how all of this takes place yeah I li- I really like how they cleared up like this is one of the first episodes of the Clone Wars where I have absolutely no confusion of when it takes place. It's like, okay, this is, like, at, at most a couple days before Revenge of the Sith kicks off. Like it, It's, it, like, so it just, hours, like, before. Uh, it, yeah, they, I, was, I wasn't sure of the exact time, but I just knew, like, okay, it's, it is I, – I, I, exa- I know pretty much when this is happening. And it just made the stakes that much higher. Yeah. And one thing somebody pointed out to me was that uh, that moment on the bridge – uh, right, right after Obi Wan says, "Like, oh my God, Coruscant's under attack. We gotta go," um, and they end up sending Ahsoka to Mandalore on our own. Uh, that's the last time, more than likely, Ahsoka and Anakin are going to be together, and that is super depressing. <laughs> before we until, talk more until about, Rebels, of course. Um, before we talk more about this episode, do you guys think we're going to see Obi Wan and Anakin again in the show? Oh, Obi Wan, I, I think. Yes, I think we're going to see them. I don't think that she's going to have any interaction with them, but or maybe it would be over like a hologram call like between scenes or something because we yeah. know Order 66 is going to take place during the 
during this arc. Um, that's guaranteed. And so it would have to be before that point, which would probably be like either the third or fourth episode. Hmm. And she's with, speaking of which, the the troopers calling our commander and painting their helmets. Ugh. Oh, so cool. Put those skins and, and in Battlefront them, now. And now they're all dead. <laughs> Are they all dead? Did they all go go down in the sewers with her? There's none, none other, uh, no other troopers that were above ground or anything. I'm sure there are, but uh, Rex is clearly not dead. Hmm. Uh, besides that, I don't know. She lost a lot. <laughs> so, here's a question: If she's with those troopers, and Order sixty six comes in, technically she's not a Jedi anymore. What do they do? I don't it's know. Good, Rex Rex had his chip taken that. out. So. Yeah, maybe well, her and Rex a, team up and fight. Well, there's other. Way. I mean, there's other troopers there, though. There are. But they're I all would, dead, so it's a moot point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would guess if anything, Rex and because Rex is well aware of he's not. If I'm not mistaken, I just watched this episode, but I was like falling in and out of sleep while I was watching it. But he's aware of what the chip does, right? Yes. So I would think that what's going to happen is the order will go down while Ahsoka's with Rex, and it's going to be Ahsoka and Rex kind of fighting their way out of Mandalore, both against the clones and against Maul's troops. Did they ever explain why? Is it is it something in their genetic code that they can't tell the Jedi about it? I think it's their... They're not aware. Well, it's... Well, Rex is. From what, I, what I'm aware of is that they, they aren't aware that the chip is there, most of them. Like, Rex is just because they found it in Fives, I believe. Five, the, the chip malfunctioned. And um, but like in the legends, at least they loaded it up with all these orders, hence order 66 is that. So why is you wouldn't pick out that one order as a bad order when you have like tons of other orders mixed in there that all means different things. So th- that one order doesn't mean much in context of all the other orders. Yeah, I guess, but but they're fighting alongside the Jedi, and they're like, hmm, I do have this order to murder them all at some point. I just wonder if they're even, I, I think, I don't think they're aware of it. Like, they're aware of the orders that are in the chip. I know yeah, Rex is, I don't because... think I don't think they are either, but it seems like Rex might be, which just strikes me as odd that he's not like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, perhaps I should say something, you know? Uh, this isn't like a a plot hole I'm looking to blow open. It's just when I think about it, I'm like, hmm. Who knows? Really maybe, feel... maybe they'll address it in the next couple episodes. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, though, man. These next few episodes are going to be wild. This um, this might be a bold statement, but this might be the best Clone Wars episode I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, as somebody who's recently watched all of them, it's like, it's not even close. Like, I think it's, I think it's by far and away the best episode like it's just so much tighter it's more exciting it's more engaging it's it's just it's just the best one they've done it's where the the season naturally progressed because that's why there's a reason why i love rebels more than i liked clone wars i love rebels almost from the get-go more than i ever liked the clone wars and it's because you could tell that dave filoni learned things on the clone wars that he took into rebels and now we're going back to the clone wars with that new information, with that new knowledge of how to best tell a nice, tight story. And that's this is where we're getting that culmination. 
Uh, I get the feeling because the the Bad Batch arc was previously written and released. The Ahsoka's walkabout actually was also planned for season seven or six seasons, the the Netflix season, season. It was planned for that season, and then it was rewritten for this season. And so it was um, gener- that generally plot line was already laid out where I'm not sure how much of this season was done before and how much this is all just um, kind of the culmination of the, the seasons working up to now. Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head is the part of what makes it so great is that it, it finally feels like a natural narrative progression rather than just like, a, and now we're going to tell this story. Here's this part. It, it feels like the natural ending to this. Um, swinging back to the events within the episode, how badass was uh, Bo-Katan and uh, her Mandalorians versus the Mandalorians on Mandalore? The Maldalorians? Oh, that that armor was a little over the top, but it was still so cool. It's a, it's a callback, because I believe that the previous episodes, they had the, the Maldalorian um with the the horns on the helmet <laughs> I, I love it <laughs> it's so it's it's like one of those things where i saw i'm like that's a little over the top but god damn that is cool it's a rad look um <clears throat> but no i think uh it, all the action sequences in this were awesome and were were so fun to watch um it particularly the one that stuck out to me more than uh bo katan and her mandalorians fighting against maul's troops was uh just when ahsoka jumps out of the uh the troop carrier like that, yeah, that whole amazing. sequence uh, culminating her landing, landing with, as Jim pointed out earlier, the ship crash behind her. It was just, it, it was so cool. Like it, it made me feel like a little kid again watching it. I'm like, this is just, there's no other way to call, call it. Like this is just super, super cool. It's super fun to watch. So all it just, all the, all of the action sequences in this episode were so well done. And it was almost nonstop action. It felt like, I guess the, the beginning, um, with the the build up to it, just uh, there was a lot of talking at the beginning, but the the action scenes and even the talking just kind of it built upon itself so well that you had the giant battle at the end, leading to uh, that the 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 sewer alien hunt. It felt like, yeah, that is it's just an incredibly well paced episode because it felt like it just never really stopped moving, but at the same time, it didn't feel like it was going too fast. The fight in the uh, throne room, that was great. Yeah, that was... Uh, Star Wars is a thing for throne room fights. They sure they, do. They're really well, good at, at, at a, a good old throne room throwdown. Well, I, I enjoyed seeing the, the throne room again. That's the same like the same exact throne room that we've seen before where uh, uh, Satine was killed. I know, and I had just watched that episode before watching this new episode, so I was when I saw the throne room, I was like, oh, no. That's oh, when this, uh, she, I don't she like threw this. that shade at Obi-Wan, right? I thought when she's dying, doesn't she say to Obi-Wan, like, I've, al- I've always loved you, and I, I yeah, never well, stopped? Yeah, well, oh. Bo-Katan threw that shade at Obi-Wan when oh, they were yeah. on the ship together. They never and mentioned also her name, we... I don't think. They just got referred to her as her, uh, Bo-Katan's her sister. sister. Yeah. And then we saw um, Darth Maul kill Pre Vizsla there as well. Yes. There's a lot of good memories in that throne room. That, that good old-fashioned beheading. Which, when I got to that scene, I was like, I had to remind myself, this is a children's show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Darth Maul just straight up cut a dude's head off, execution style, during a vicious coup d'etat. 
Good stuff. Well, man, like thinking of all these fights from um, the time times past, Jim kind of touched on the end of this when Ahsoka landed and the uh, ship cra- crashed behind her. That was badass, but her way down to the planet was just incredible. Jumping from ship to ship with, you know, dual single-bladed lightsabers, um, knocking guys out of the sky, cutting ships down, saving pilots... I was just like, this is one of the coolest lightsaber moments I've ever seen in this series. Yeah, it was beyond beyond cool. The cool, the easy, like I said, easily the best episode they had, and just some of the coolest action sequences. Yeah, um, I'm stoked to see where this goes. We've got three episodes left, right? Three episodes left. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we, uh, then we're we're out of new Star Wars material until October. No, I know these aren't for you, but there's books and comics coming. Oh, there are, there are books and comics. Yes, yes. Sorry, I meant uh, like television shows. Yeah, yeah. So until we or get, movies, uh, no movies on or, or movies. No just, celebration is more... looking like. Yeah, I'm not yeah. ready for more Star Wars movies. I, I need a know, break. I I think I think them taking a break on the movies is a good idea. You know, it's it's there's uh, we've beaten this horse to death but I'm going to beat it again. You know, whenever I hear about people saying like Star Wars, like why would they take a break? I I go, well, because if they had taken a break between the last Jedi and solo, solo would have been so much more successful. Like, so we can't oversaturate it. Like, let's take a break. Let people get stoked on the Mandalorian. Let them get excited about this Cassian Andor series and then drop some cool new movie on our faces. Yeah. These are not Marvel movies. Like they can't, apply the same logic to these as they do the marvel which they tried and that even just the one movie didn't work yeah exactly and it's like a good movie it's like a very good movie that people are just like i feel like i just saw star wars i'm good so um all right uh we'll be back with more clone war stuff but in the meantime uh jim do you want to lead us off and telling folks about all the um Kira's quality quarantine boredom quenchers. Who thought that up, Connor? Hey, yeah, yeah. that was not me. I come up with good names. I was trying to be uh, alliterative. Yes, and then you filled boredom in there. So clearly, could, you failed. I couldn't think of anything. I don't know. I think I did the best I could with what I had. You did good, buddy. <laughs> so we wanted to come up with. Some things while you're you're home on quarantine. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. What are some things that you may not have thought about? Because like a lot of Star Wars is right in your face. The Clone Wars is in your face. You have, um, you have all the movies now on Disney Plus. That I'm sure you are subscribed to Disney Plus. So you have you have those in your face. But there's a lot of other Star Wars out there. Star Wars has been going strong for. Um, over 40 years like what are some of our picks that we'd recommend to other people to enjoy on these uh, these times when you're home and you're bored or you want to do something um, besides stare at the wall and so we have each each came up with a couple of picks uh, for everybody to enjoy Uh, do we want to do round robin style sure all right, I'll go first with my first one. And uh, since you already have Disney Plus, we know you have Disney Plus. Um, I figured I'd throw on the Freemaker Adventures. 
Uh, it's one of the Lego Star Wars. There's a ton of Lego Star Wars out there. Not all of it's good. Not all of it's uh, great. But some of the some of the better ones are pretty funny. And the Freemaker Adventures is a solid TV show. It's two seasons, and um, it, it's actually it's it's rather enjoyable. It takes place between um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and follows this Lego family and on their adventures. And uh, I I rather enjoyed it. And I think if you just want kind of a that carefree Star Wars story that you don't like you can kind of half pay attention to or like be fully in and it's a they're still like rather fun so jj you're first all right i'm gonna take things in the complete opposite direction and um talk to you guys about two books death troopers and red harvest um so these are books so connor this might not be for you um but these are these are not family friendly or well they're fun but i guess if you're like me like dark and horrible things um this is kind of uh zombies comes to star wars and tells you a tale of uh flesh-eating stormtroopers and um vampiric heart-eating sith um it's really dark disgusting and fun i love these books Uh, if you're gonna check them out start with death troopers I can't say enough good things about him. So while you're quarantined from a virus that's rampaging the world, why don't you go get a book about a virus that's rampaging the empire? <laughs> um, yeah, it's perfect timing. And this is, is this Legends or Canon? Uh, those are both Legends. Uh, Death oh, Troopers okay. and Red Harvest are both Legends, yeah. Got so it, they, got it. they were released... Um, probably mid two thousands off the top of my head. Maybe Red uh, Harvest was around two thousand ten. I think they're two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, so Connor, what's uh, what's your first pick? Um, so we've talked about these these two games uh a couple different times in these shows, but I'm gonna plug them again. Uh, if you have a PlayStation Four or a Nintendo Switch, you should pick up Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, and or Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. They are super fun games. They, I believe, are 15 bucks each, so they're relatively cheap. Uh, great, great Star Wars stories. They are no longer canon. They are legends. But, uh, yeah, follows the story of Cal Katarn and uh, how he eventually comes to help rebuild the Jedi Academy with Luke Skywalker. And they're a ton of fun. Um, great story. A lot of really, really fun lightsaber combat. And, as an added bonus... Jedi Knight Jedi Academy features the multiplayer suite that came with that game, and it, it the multiplayer is just so much fun, and it's a blast, and it's, re- like I said, really, really good lightsaber combat. So, yeah, definitely, I, I can't recommend those enough. You pick both of them up, they're 30 bucks, and despite the fact that they're games that are, ugh, they gotta be, I think they're close to, they're definitely both over 10 years old, they they hold up really, really well. So, that's that's my first pick. They're, they're a ton of fun. Back to you, Jim. All right, so my next choice is um, also not canon. This is Legends, but it is the first Legends novels to ever come out. Really, if you well, the if you don't count the ones in the uh, late seventies and early eighties, uh, the the Han Solo trilogy and the Lando trilogy and Splinter. If you don't count those, this is the first uh, novels to kick off the Legends, really, and it's the Heir of the Empire trilogy. And it's what got me into Star Wars hardcore. Like I've watched the movies. Yeah, it's, I've watched the movies before. Then we used to watch the trilogy over and over again. Um, but 
what got me like deep into Star Wars was really the Heir to the Empire trilogy. I, my sister had given me the book, and I started reading it, and I haven't looked back. I've read every single book, every single comic that's ever come out uh, in Star Wars. So it's um, I highly recommend it. It still holds up. Clearly, it's not canon. It wouldn't align with canon, but in your in your in your head, you could probably make it fit if you really tried. Because uh, um, they're by Timothy Zahn, who wrote the Thrawn uh, trilogy novels uh, the for the canon. And he tried to make the new Thrawn novels fit in with these original Heir of the Empire novels um, so that they didn't conflict directly. And so they, you can make it work in your head if you really wanted to. Yeah, those are, those are a classic trio of novels. Uh, so I'm going to remind everyone that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is amazing. Uh, when it first came out, it had a bunch of bugs and there was complaints about it because it's a Star Wars video game. But it truly is tons of fun uh, and the story is a fantastic so the story is in my opinion the best part about the game it could be made into a movie it could be made into a tv show a comic book a novel the characters that you end the game with are fantastic play it i would uh before i get into my pick i would second that because you guys remember we talked about on the show i was actually kind of a hater uh of it i didn't like hate it hate it but you know i didn't love it as much as everyone else did but i've gone back and played it a few different times and it's it's growing on me more and more each time i play it so yeah definitely check out fallen order if you haven't um i'm gonna kind of cheat with my second choice uh i'm gonna say pick up the star wars lando comics uh and for those of you that have read the comics you could you would say but connor there's two star wars lando comics i'm aware pick up both of them uh the first is Simply titled Star Wars Lando, it's by uh, our boy Charles Sewell and drawn by Alex Maleev. Uh, and it's just an awesome, awesome story about uh, Lando Calrissian and some of the things he was up to before he linked up with the Rebellion. And it especially explores his friendship, or his friendship with his uh, not cy- well, his soon-to-be cyborg best friend Lobot. And uh, it's actually a very heartbreaking story between the two of them. Um, so I highly, highly, highly recommend reading that. And then also there is um, Lando Double or Nothing, which was a, uh, a comic release just before Solo came out and it explores uh, young Lando's life uh, and a, a certain adventure he has with uh, L3 as they attempt to kind of spur a miniature rebellion on a planet that has been enslaved by the Empire. And it's just really awesome antics between Lando and L3, and it gives you more of that uh, camaraderie between the two of them. Uh, and it's really worth uh, reading. So, yeah, that's my pick. Go check out the, the Lando comics. All right. So my third choice, again, um, I'm going to stick with Legends here, and I'm going to go with the video game as well. And it is probably one of my top two favorite video games of Star Wars of all time. Uh, my top one will be in the next pick, but this one is Republic Commando. And Republic Commando is really like you basically have four uh, commando people. Think of like the Bad Batch. You have the this is uh, Bad Batch is based off of Republic, like the Republic Commandos, like um, within Legends. And so you have these four characters that all have different specialties uh, and you can bounce around between the four characters performing missions within um, with, within the Clone Wars. And the only problem about the video game is it ends on a cliffhanger that never got resolved. I that's that's a game that I cannot believe they haven't gone back and either re-released it, just like remastered it and re-released it, or just completely remade it and continue that series because it is 
it is awesome. It's 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 such it's such a unique Star Wars game in the fact that it's very tactically focused and it's 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 just very very good. It's great great pick, Jim. Great pick. All right. Um. So I'm doing a uh, a book similar to Jim uh, Thrawn. So he he went with the first group of Thrawn books. I'm going with the the new group. Um. So I think it's two years ago now that the first book uh came out in the trilogy uh i'd say almost three years yeah almost three you're probably right i think it was 2017 either way um timothy zahn hasn't lost a step uh the new thrawn books are fantastic and i think the first book is my favorite out of the three that are out um you won't be disappointed it's not a super long read it's not a super quick read it's it's right in the middle uh and it's it's great thrawn's one of the best characters in star wars check it out Yep, three years ago, almost to the day, uh, April 11th. Wow, look at that. Timely. Um, For my third pick, I'm sticking with comics. It's one that I talked about a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, Star Wars Target Vader is awesome. It is about uh, the cyborg Baylor Valence, who is a former Imperial pilot slash stormtrooper who is discharged from the Empire, becomes disillusioned with the Empire, and swears to get revenge on the Empire, but he doesn't necessarily join the Rebel Alliance. Instead, he just becomes a bounty hunter, but he particularly has a bone to pick with Darth Vader, and in this series, it is all about him hunting down Darth Vader, and it is awesome. Uh, it does a really good job of characterizing Baylor Valence and giving him a, a, a much more empathetic backstory, and 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 it's just it's just a very, very enjoyable read, and uh, couldn't recommend it enough, so definitely check out Star Wars Target Vader. All right, next one, I'll, we'll try to be quick to wrap up these. Uh, my next choice is the other video game, my favorite video game of all time, is Knights of the Old Republic. And the, the, the ending is what got me. It blew my mind at the time. And if you don't know anything about the video game, do not look into it before you start playing, if you're planning on playing, because that, 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 that ending just uh, completely, completely uh, floored me. And it's on the iPad, I believe. Um, I, I played it when it was originally out, but I would definitely recommend since you got the iPad, you don't have to go anywhere. You can just download it and start playing. Yeah. We talked about a pre-show, but I think it's like, it's like eight bucks on the app store. So super cheap. Uh, I'm going to go with a comic book and that is, uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron. Poe is one of my favorite characters to come out of the sequel trilogy and his comic book covers how he forms his X-Wing squadron that you meet at the beginning of um, The Force Awakens Black Squadron. And it also uh, tells you and shows you how he ended up in the Resistance in the first place um, and leaving the uh, New Republic Navy. Uh, it's one of the best Star Wars comics out there. And best of all, it's done. So... The current global situation will not affect you being able to order the entire run. You can read it all right now, and it's great. Great pick. Love the Poe Dameron comic. Uh, my number four is a video game that we have already talked about in this very episode, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I know most of you are probably like, of course we know about Star Wars Battlefront 2. 
it had one of the worst video game launches of all time. And that's true. It was terrible when it launched. But EA has done a ton of work to fix the game. They've completely overhauled the progression system. They've added new game modes, new heroes, new maps, new everything. And it's genuinely an amazing game now. It's a ton of fun. The player base is still super strong, so you're never searching for matches. You always get right in. It's an awesome time. I love it. I've been playing it a ton. I'm going to keep playing it. So, yeah, you know, play Battlefront 2. It's awesome. All right, my last pick, we've also talked about this episode, and it is Rebels. It's, again, on Disney+. Plus. If you have not watched Rebels, then, but you are watching The Clone Wars now, wait. Wait until The Clone Wars is done. Give it till May 4th, and then pick up Rebels, right where, right where The Clone Wars leaves off. Because I, I, I can guarantee you that um, it may not seem it at first, but there are aspects of The Clone Wars that picks right back up in Rebels. And since The Clone Wars wasn't finished, Rebels was really the continuation of The Clone Wars in a lot of aspects. And now with the, the, the ending of these last uh, three episodes, um, it'll be even more, more of a connection. And it's a, just a tighter story. It's just, it's, yeah, my favorite, my favorite of the TV series. I still think, I, I, I think Rebels is, uh, like, Mandalorian's great, but I still, I'd pick Rebels over Mandalorian. I don't know that I would, but I still think Rebels is utterly fantastic. Uh, I'm going to change my last pick to uh, another video game. I originally had the Mandalorian, but I mean, I just feel like we've talked about it plenty this episode, so I'll give people something else to go with. Um, and that is arguably one of my favorite um star wars video games of all time and that is star wars rogue leader rogue squadron 2 um it's an older game um but in my opinion it still holds up and it's still worth going back and playing you get to pilot a slew of different ships through uh some of the most famous star wars battles um and it's just so much fun it's such a good game i've been hoping for um a three someday some some game that's just strictly in ships i would love again yeah and i think the that game is available on steam so you don't even have to go like track down a gamecube or anything like that to try to play it. you can get it on pc um track my... down you mean people don't have a gamecube in their in their uh <laughs> you don't have to room? like <laughs> just dust it off just blow all the the dust off of it. I don't even need to dust it off. <laughs> <laughs> I use it every day. Um, my fifth and final pick is a book I've talked about many, 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 many times, but I'm gonna talk about it again. Uh, Star Wars Vader Down is a special event comic book series that uh, took place in 2015, maybe 2016, and it was a crossover between Star Wars and Star Wars Darth Vader, and it is awesome. Uh, it is. It, it completely exemplifies what Star Wars comics can do and the types of stories they can tell. It is utterly badass. Anyone who enjoyed that scene in Rogue One where Vader goes berserk and just takes out all those rebels would absolutely love this. It has some of the coolest Vader moments ever in it. It has amazing interactions between the original three heroes and Vader, plus some great moments between Dr. Aphra and Han Solo, plus some great moments between C-3PO and Triple uh, Zero. There's just... There's an just endless, endless fun with this with this series. Um, probably a little tricky to track down the individual issues because it was such a popular series. But you can get the trade online, no problem. Um, you can probably get it digitally as well. Could not recommend it enough. It is so, 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 so good. The only negative about Vader Down is that it is so good and it's already in canon and it will never be a movie and it would have made an 
awesome movie, but it's also just such an incredible comic. Definitely, definitely go read Star Wars Vader Down. Yeah, it'd be hard to track down too because it is a it's one of those weird freaking crossovers that I hate that Marvel does this where it has the first issue is it's a standalone issue and then it's a crossover between Vader and the Star Wars line. And so you have it's a crossover between three different comic series is really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's tricky to track down. It took it took me I, I have a complete set of it, but it took me about a year or two to get all of them. So it's a, it's a little hard, but it's a, it's totally, totally worth three. It's so, so, so good. All right. I think that's everything. Yet again, another Star Wars episode has come and gone. So we're going to get out of here, then go back to being quarantined. But I'm in a much better mood now, thanks to this show. So thanks for hanging out and talking Star Wars, guys. Of course. Um, Love to do it. Been feeling under the weather, but this was definitely a nice little pick-me-up. Yeah, so uh, the episode will be out at AIPTComics.com and through all your favorite podcast listening apps. Uh, We really do encourage you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps the show out immensely. Uh, and you know, never, you never know. You could see us at Star Wars Celebration someday because of your five star review on iTunes. So leave the review. Hopefully, um, hopefully there is a Star Wars Celebration, or yeah, I, I, I'm ninety percent sure there won't be, or this one will be uh, postponed. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for us. Fingers crossed. Help us get there. Help us get there, folks. Um, Yeah, so you can find us, as I said, on AIPTComics.com, where in addition to this podcast, you'll find three others that are also excellent and the most comic book reviews anywhere every Wednesday and a lot of other great content. There's a really good newsletter that you should all check out. A really, really good newsletter. It's it's possible that that Connor writes it. It's possible. Jim, do you want to tell people where they can send us their Star Wars questions and or feedback? Yes, please contact us. We would love to hear from you. Get you, we'll, We will get you on the show. Um, if you send us an audio, we'll get you on the show even like audio-ly. Uh, talk, uh, our email is talkingtauntauns at aiptcomics.com. All right. You know where to find us for email. You know where to find us in iTunes. And you know where to find us for all sorts of nerdy stuff. So we're going to go. But we will be back. Thank you for listening. Bye, Yukio. Bye.